Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a fright. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode where tonight we're going to be talking about the Demonic Beans film pick of the week. Now, last week on the show, he hadn't quite gotten it yet as we closed out the uh, the episode, but he did uh, put it up to us and we put it up on the Facebook page. So we're going to be talking about Adam Chaplin, the violent Avenger from 2011, not only directed, but also starring Emmanuel Ducante, a man who could very well be the Glenn Danzig of Italy by the end of this. Uh, I don't know. We're going to get to it. I think he. I think so, but we'll find out. I'm not going to get any spoilers right now because we're just starting out. But I am joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Google Geek Keith. Buonasera. Benvenuti allo spettacolo. Stasera discuteremo del più grande film di merda che el possa immaginare per gentile concessione di quello struzzo, il Dean. Hello, everybody! Welcome. Uh, you went in deep with the Italian. <laughs> well, and just like the just like the goal, we don't have subtitles, so we don't know what he said. So we're just going to say he liked it. Hey, hey, Monty, you liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get there. He liked it, King. <laughs> and as you can tell, we're joined by the Mad Monkey, the Prince of Moore's Day. Yes, get funky with the monkey. Yes, keep it up, monkey. Keep it up, fresh. This is the Mad Monkey coming to you live, where we, the Talking Tale crew, will be coming in your ears, ears, not ears, for the next two hours, where we'll bring you the best in horror podcast. Podcast, horror news, horror trivia, and all that other good shit right here. So make sure you listen on Spotify, make sure you listen on iTunes. It really don't fucking matter because it's like a bad shit. It's a clap. We are fucking everywhere, baby. What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right there. Hi, again. Love it. Hi, goo. <laughs> out of the way, the... We're also joined by the guy who picked this episode, the demon on my back, the demonic Dean, everybody. Not Derek, it's Dean. Welcome back to the show. Yes, thank you for the, the warm greeting, as always, King. You, you sure know how to make one feel at home on, on Talking Terror. And yes, uh, this oh. evening is, is, is my pick, Adam Chaplin, Violent Avenger. And I will look forward to talking about this film uh, a little bit later down the line. What a very exciting evening. Beautiful. All right, then wrap it up. All right, so ghoul or monkey, do you have anything you want to talk about before we kick it off with the Dean's Horror News? Va fanculo, Dean. Va fanculo. 
<laughs> he was a come and a go. And the but same as team. always, <laughs> like, like the, uh, the people I'm talking to Tara Pates, feel free to check out NECA because they are fucking kicking in the high gear for uh, the, the month of October and Halloween, and they are definitely supposed to be pumping out the monster creatures and figures that are going to be coming out soon, and I just can't fucking wait, baby. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Monster Madness in October. NECA. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> I, I can't wait to see the reveals of you, my cousin. That I one didn't I know that you like to shower with old men. Are you in the women party? <laughs> Dude, I've been waiting for this moment. Holy shit, the ghouls in the women parties, guys. I did it. I did it. I'm going to go take a lap. So I'm pretty sure in Thailand I meant, I like the lemon parties. Please <laughs> tonight. Cue the, cue the Rocky music for, for the king. Hell <laughs> yeah. I got somebody in the lemon parties. I'm not alone anymore, boys. Bring on the old men and the rubber thugs. Il relbeve lo sperma del done. He's got a whole lot of like sperm. <laughs> <laughs> I also like sperm and meatballs. Good job. It is my. Like we'll I told you, I'm not going back to prison. <laughs> no, that's a, we had fun there. We made friends. Tyrone's a fantastic <laughs> wife, dude. Don't forget peppermint. He was telling you. You know, he made you that prison wine that was really good to fuck you up. Yes. Ah, man. It was blue. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was just Friday like night, climbing man. all over the goddamn wall. I know. It was it was great. You know, it stains your teeth and your tongue and it's just what a wild Friday night we used to have when we were locked up. <sighs> Memories. <laughs> when Tyrone held that you know, up to you and he's like, give it up. I happen to like it in the front, not from the back. Okay, well, that's, that's how you have to figure it out. <laughs> I'm the pitcher, not the pitcher, I think is what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <clears throat> Heard a clear as day. Uh, but, yes, enough of, of the funny Italian. There's a lot to figure out what he's saying. But All right, so, uh, Gould, do you have anything you wanted to talk about before we get into the harness? Any uh, things you're watching, like, you know, the What If series? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm caught up on it. I don't know where you guys are. Uh, Zombies was, was great, but that was like three weeks ago. This week's episode was uh, what if Thor and Loki were never like together as brothers, you know, which was a uh, a fun little episode. It's definitely a, uh, uh, as the king would like to put it, it's a palate cleanser, so to speak. Oh, um, So it's a, it's, it's, it's a frat party galore on, on the planet Earth. Which, uh, which is a fun, fun episode, fun and fun filled. Though the ending, I do have to say, I don't. I know none of these episodes have run into each other so far, but either right. this episode no. might do that, or they just like to do the fucking dick to you shit like they did in the comic book. What if, where it would end and you'd be like, oh my god, I want to see that happen, and you're not because it was a one shot episode or issue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was always the thing about it, though, man, is, you know, yeah, you would get the storyline. You know, like, what if Wolverine became an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? You know, great fucking, ep- I mean, uh, book. You know, it had a great storyline, and it's like, why don't we fucking see that? But nope, like Ghoul said, just one shot. That's all you get with what if. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's good that way. So, 
Yeah, that is what if. And, and I finally watched the two new Ted Bundy movies that are out there because apparently everybody loves Ted Bundy. So they just keep cracking up these movies. Some of Again? Them are still hot. Yeah, there's two new ones. No Man of God with Elijah Wood and American Boogeyman. What was that, Dean? I said two new ones, huh? But yeah, they can't get enough of Ted. You know, the HBK serial killers. He's a little cute, bear? Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, but, uh, yeah, but the American Boogeyman stars Chad Michael Murray as Ted Bundy. That's hilarious. That's a fun one to watch. To see him try to act. That guy you know, still acts. Right? <laughs> I was so surprised. I was like, they got the One Tree Hill? Like Ted Bundy? Uh, yeah, no, he, the WB, he, he did something. The WB kid that was in, like, an episode or two of Dawson's and then, like, went on to have his own, like, little series. And wasn't he in uh, yeah. House of Wax? I think he was, uh, yes, he was. Dushku's brother in that. Oh, no, not uh, Dushku. Yep. Uh, Cuthbert. Cuthbert's brother. Yeah, Cuthbert. Yeah, he was. Yeah, opposite uh, Jared Paladecki in Supernatural fan. So, yeah. Mm. We're all in that. And the Friday but, the yeah, no, remake. Thank you. The, the superior one? Ooh. Oh, he, no. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Stop me the challenging words. I don't know, man. That's 20 minutes, dude. That's, uh, you know, again, <laughs> shit was pure ecstasy for, for, again, 20 whole minutes, man. Mm-hmm. Pure ecstasy. Oh, man. Her, her, Ooh, yeah. her breasts were stupendous. Great nipple placement. That was a good, good 20 minutes. But, but still, yeah, that's uh, what I caught up on. So, uh, all right, Dean, what do you got for our news? Oh, there's just so many things to talk about. And recently, we had talked about when The Forever Purge came out, how Crater... Nobody uh, would watch it. What's that? (laughs) I saw it. Well, no... uh, it it did it did make uh seventy seven something million dollars, which uh was the no, lowest that's successful now. Uh so it was the lowest take of all of the purge stuff. But yeah. even right upon its release, James DeMonico, the creator, had said that even though uh the Forever Purge was billed as the final purge, right away he said that an idea had started to creep in for a sixth edition. Uh, so anyway, uh, he, said, idea of a uh, he, has, he has now said that uh, his idea brings back uh, Frank Grillo's character, Leo Barnes, from Purge Anarchy and Purge Election Year, and he said that oh, his idea was actually pitched <laughs> to Universal, uh, who told him to go ahead and write it. Uh, he said thus far, uh, people have been happy with the script, but he did caution fans that this is in no way greenlit, uh, nor is this definitely going to happen. He says right now the powers that be are examining uh, how they feel about the take from the Forever Purge before they make any decisions on the future of the Purge. So uh, maybe it's done, maybe it's not. Uh, but a, a, a script for a sixth film... Uh, has been written. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't. Forever Purge Part Two. There you go. <laughs> I, mean, I liked it. I mean, I'm, I was I actually enjoyed Forever Purge, but at some point you got to put a, a a pin in that and just say we're done. But hey, listen, if it makes money like we always said, it never dies. Look at how many times sure. you've had Michael around and Jason. 
if it makes money, it'll, it'll happen again. So see what this and look, does. And, and look, six, uh, $77 million might be the lowest of a Purge film so far or whatever, but as far as pandemic-era movies go, that's a success. That's, that's actually making mm-hmm. money. Oh, yeah, in, you yeah know? of course. Yeah, so some theatrical I, I believe... I believe in the article that I was reading, uh, DeMonico uh, did say that the COVID release, of course, was being taken into account by the bean counters. Um, but I feel that in situations with what like a long-running beans? franchise such as this, uh, the bean <laughs> counters are... Uh, I like the have, bean flickers. Have, have a, <laughs> uh, the clip... Yeah, click commander over there. Uh, click commander. The, um, uh, Come on, click, click the button. <laughs> the bean counters have a say in whether or not this goes forward. So, as I have said, well, I don't believe, aside from trailers, that I have seen like one minute of any purge film at all in, in any way. So I don't have it. Really? Really? I watched have to start the, I watched some the first purge. I've owned the Dude. first purge for uh, for a while now, and I put it on. For the first time, you know, just a couple couple weeks ago, like a week, week and a half, something like that. It was one of those where it was like late night, and I'm like, oh, all right, I'm a, it's late. Uh, I think I like down a gummy or two, and I'm like, this is going to be a fun movie to watch. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, it wasn't. It was no. fucking no. horrendous. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Got money to, <laughs> no, it wasn't. How they got money to make no. that fifth fucking movie, I don't know, because, man, they really should have stopped. Like, I didn't even like three. But you know what? I'm a, I'm a completionist, so I had to have four, and uh, and now obviously I'm gonna have to have the Forever Purge. Uh, I guess it's available. I'm just gonna wait for it to be on fucking sale, though, man. Fuck, fuck that! I ain't paying no fucking regular price for that shit. You're not missing anything. <laughs> but it, I mean, it's but fun. if you're a completionist, does that mean you're gonna buy the series as well? Well, yeah. Again, Ooh, I'll get the fifth movie when it when it comes. <laughs> oh, what the no? No, I no, mean, no, 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 TV series. Com- completionist for the films only, man. Uh, fuck that team. <laughs> well, you know what you should do? Instead, being that you saw, thought the first one is horrendous, but you're uh, billing yourself here as a completionist that has to have all no, the no, first No, 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 no. Not don't the you first just... movie. Not the first movie. The first movie was good. The fourth movie is called The First Purge. That's, ah. that's the yeah, one that about sucked the first not, not Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we always have to correct ourselves when we say that. We're not talking about the first oh, movie. Oh, sorry, I, I was mistaken. No, oh. no, I no. audience. I hope you're not really confused, good. audience. Please, no, I know what he was talking about because I fucking hated the first purge. Yes, audience. That first purge was so fucking But if why don't you be a completist the other way and just get rid of them all? That is, you know, again, if I didn't like the original movie... I could do so, but if I delete all of them, then I don't have that movie, and that would be a problem. Yeah, Not it's really. a problem. I don't watch that one either. When you collect movies and series. <laughs> I mean, I have Halloween Resurrections on DVD. Do I watch it? No, but I'm a completionist, so I fucking have it. In case somebody's like, hey, I want to watch all the Halloween movies. I'm like, do you really want to? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. At that point, you, ones. you say, okay, yeah. you proceed to open your door and say, go fucking somewhere else to watch it. I don't want to see what it's in the box set. Believe me, if I could light it on fucking fire, I would, but, but I heard they're fireproof. They are. They won't die like Michael Myers. They will not die. Just blow it up. I was going to say, just like Michael Myers. <laughs> yep. 
You know, and then it's like, yeah, I mean, like, oh, you know, when it's on the shelf the next day. Like, but I threw it out the window and I saw a break. <laughs> I got it six now times. A- six times and it still works. <laughs> I stomped on six times, six times. The DVD isn't human. It's evil. Like, that's okay. Andy. Why do you got a trench coat on? Why are you shooting at it? Because it needs to die. Evil dies tonight. Like, okay, all right. You are taking this to an extreme. You haven't seen it. You don't know what it's capable of. <laughs> Halloween Resurrection. You haven't seen but the rhymes. It's a good treat, motherfucker. Damn you, Basta. Let's get out of here. What do you keep showing up my kitchen for? It's 2 o'clock in the morning to say I'm sick of this motherfucker. Stop it. I told you I didn't like your movie. That's cool, man. That's cool. Oh, by the way, oh, you're so Damn it. You took the last cup, Basta. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not even Buster Rhymes like that fucking movie. He'll he'll straight up tell you, you know, he, he doesn't like that fucking movie. I'd like to hear him say that. I'd like to see him apologize for that. My bad, dog. Man, he's full of know. shit. He loved out. it when he made it. He was like, oh, yo, this, this is going to be the baddest thing I ever done. It's so good. I'm going to fuck Michael Myers up. I'm going to walk up in Michael Myers' face and I'll be like... Yo, you punk-ass bitch motherfucker, get back out to the truck and go do what you're supposed to be doing. Why are you in this room, bitch? Why are you in the house, motherfucker? Hey, Mikey. Yeah, like, come on, man. He ain't fucking, you know, he can say whatever he wants now. That motherfucker was all like, yo, yo, boys, I'm in the new Halloween and it's the shit. (laughs) (laughs) And look, cool, you ain't got shit on me. Whoa, got all the check in Haddonfield. That's right, you got my squad. Hey, well, Kuja, where you at, bitch? You didn't make it, did you? Shut your balls. Bo- <laughs> yeah, that's right. Got squad, squad goals and shit. Yep. Yeah. Pass the Quartier, because Edward well, Kuja ain't got shit on me. I'm fucking right, bitch. Where you at, Tyra Banks? Show that fine ass in that trailer. That's right. Take it one time for Buster. If I'm not going to make the money out of this, I'm going to see her shake her ass one time. Come on, front squad. <laughs> shake your ass. Watch them. <laughs> Show me what you're working with. Come on, Tyler. Make it clap. <laughs> no, we're on this step for a reason. Uh, tales from the were those, were those, wait, set. were those like your official ass cheeks clapping in the wind there? <laughs> you, you'll never know because it's radio. It's oh. radio. <laughs> this has got to turn into a fucking, we got to make this a YouTube broadcast next. <laughs> you'll never know. Hey, man, I might have the strength, I might not. You'll never know. It's a podcast. It's clapping for tips. <laughs> <laughs> what's that, what's that shit they do on uh, the face the Facebook video game fucking streams and shit? I don't know. They don't like put money up. They put stars. They be throwing stars at the king. They be like, oh yeah, there's twenty stars <laughs> away, king. Clap hands. Damn, look at the clap, 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 clap. <laughs> That's why they call me Mr. Applause. <laughs> All right. So, Dean, moving on, what else, what else we have? Oh, yay. Um, <laughs> Netflix. Netflix, Please, everyone's favorite streamer, uh, would like to know how long you would last 
in a zombie apocalypse. And uh, they're going to find out as they continue to build their Army of the Dead virtual reality experience immersive virtual reality tour, Viva Las Vengeance. Uh, it debuted briefly back in July, uh, but now uh, they're really cranking up the dial with the Halloween season coming. Uh, this 30-minute experience will cost you $24. Uh, it's going to be in New York, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Washington, D.C., and London, uh, with more cities being announced in the coming months. Hmm. So, how long can you last? How, how long can you last? Uh, the chance will come to find out. In others, sometimes an hour, sometimes five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, depends. Woody Woody all depends on the foreplay. Hmm. That's a good question. Can the zombie yeah. click your bean just right? <laughs> Questions. Right, so what else in, in zombie world news you were saying, Dean? Yes. In zombie news, Woody Harrelson has said uh, that he wants more. He wants to go back. Woody Harrelson wants Zombieland 3. He said mm, okay. that uh, the whole group is as fun as it gets, and he loves working with everyone involved with that a ton. He said, from your lips to God's ears, I hope that it happens. So um, my personal feelings on Zombieland 2 are mixed. There are things I really like about it and things not so much. Uh, But I would totally be down to see the band get back together again. Uh, I hope that if they do this, they don't wait another 10 years. Uh, But, you know, there's no word on whether this is something that is actually going to happen. Uh, You know, Woody was just expressing his, his personal feelings. Uh, you know, about this particular franchise that he is such an in- integral part of. Of course he wants to go back sure. to Zombieland, man. He's got those fucking carnage powers now. He can go around kicking everybody's ass to fucking Zombieland. <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I, I still haven't seen part two, but, you know, I, I got to. I keep forgetting that movie came out. So, But I was a fan of the first one. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> And we're going to run the second one. Super fun. And the whole cast returns? Everybody? Whole cast no. returns. Everybody. That's the kind of funny. But like 10 years later, like you said, wow. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, the whole gang back together. Uh, it's just set, uh, you know, that much into the future from right. where the first one left off. And, um, you know, there was, you know, I, like I, my, I, my, I liked it more than not, uh, you know, but there's plenty of, of nitpick. But I, I say it's certainly worth a viewing for certain. Um, and my nitpicks are not that big because I've, I've watched it multiple times. So it's, it's frequently on TV, right. and, and I usually hang out with it for, for a bit. So. Oh, really cool. All right. So what else is next? All right. All right. Uh, you, some of you all out there uh, love toys, and while uh, – is it the NECA toy company? Is that how this is correctly pronounced, uh, toy people? NECA. <laughs> and is it, is, do you say NECA or do you say NECA? NECA has already put no, out an officially licensed uh, Captain Quint uh, action figure, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they now mm-hmm. have an officially licensed eight-inch tall, uh, fully equipped Matt Hooper uh, with an official uh, Richard Dreyfus license. Um, that is now available uh, for pre-order. 
uh, they were hoping to <laughs> round out the trio as they had previously planned to do a Chief Brody figure, but unfortunately that had to be scri- scrapped over a rights issue. So uh, Hooper is joining the NCA fray. Uh, he will come mm-hmm. in his denim pants and uh, jacket and his over uh, the back uh, brown leather backpack strap. Uh, and he will also come uh, with a styrofoam coffee cup and a crushed styrofoam coffee cup. So uh, now, I also eyes heard, peeled. I heard that this is actually going to have on it. Uh, if you unzip his pants, it's scratch and sniff Mrs. Brody's pussy on his dick. Oh, that's book canon. That's not movie canon. Can't talk about yes, that. That is a good point because uh, that is book canon. And uh, I don't know Sorry. that Matt Hooper looks like a spitting image of Richard Dreyfus in the book. So <laughs> I don't know uh, what you heard, Ghoul, might just be a rumor in the world of toys. Possibility. Possibility. Like we can dream, theory. though. <laughs> we can dream. We dream big around here. We're, go we're big or go off. Um, Just can't wait to play with my Richard in, Dreyfus action figure. <laughs> uh, there are plenty Eight of things to Dreyfus. talk about uh, in relation to, to Shudder. Uh, but back in 2019, Shudder released uh, a documentary called Horror Noir, uh, The History of Black Horror. Um, yeah, I have it in my Shutter list. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I do look forward to checking that out. Uh, but Shutter has announced that coming on October 28th, the horror noir brand is expanding as they are going to have uh, a horror noir anthology film uh, that will be a Shutter exclusive. So uh, it will be a, a series of, of stories uh, taking place uh, in the African American community with African American players, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but uh, this will be the first growing of the horror noir brand uh, that, again, started with their 2019 documentary. So if that's your thing, uh, October 28th, right in time for Halloween, uh, you'll have the chance to check it out. Yeah, I'm looking cool. forward to that. I, I heard that was announced recently. So if you haven't seen horror noir yet, it's a fantastic documentary, you know, about, uh, you know, African-Americans in the horror cinema, you know, and their impact on the genre. Fantastic. And there's also yeah. a, a compendium podcast. If you guys uh, listen to podcasts like I do, there's an additional uh, compendium. But uh, on the back of that, though, uh, Melvin Van Peebles died today at 89. I mean, if, if you know exploitation, yep. that's, you know, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song, Watermelon Man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he, he had a huge, you know, finger on the pulse back then of, of exploitation. So big loss. Also the father of Mario Van Peebles and Max Van Peebles. So, yeah, one of the losses that we had, aside from Norm MacDonald last week, which was another big one for me, but from the comedic standpoint. Yes. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. This time so, of I, I'm year, familiar with his son more than the father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, this time of year for the past couple of years uh, has become uh, Eli, Roth, Eli, Roth, Eli Roth time with uh, the – Eli Roth History of Horror uh, series, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, coming up in just a couple of weeks, uh, there is more Eli Roth as Discovery Plus uh, will be debuting on October 8th. Uh, Eli Roth presents A Ghost Ruined My Life. Uh, the first two episodes 
uh, will hit Discovery Plus on October 8th. Uh, then a weekly basis thereafter, there will be eight total episodes, each one running one hour. And these will be uh, the untold stories, not just uh, the victims of paranormal activity, uh, but this is called A Ghost Ruined My Life because it's going to go deeper. It's going to go beyond uh, to reveal the ravaged relationships, the lost livelihoods, and uh, the obliterated sense of self uh, that uh, has plagued people uh, that have danced with the paranormal. So uh, if uh, you are a fan of Eli Roth uh, and this new project of his sounds interesting to you, uh, you will need to be a member of Discovery Plus on October 8th in order to be able to see this. I know that the monkey's all about that. He can't wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yo, straight, straight up ghost stories and Eli Roth together. Oh, my God. My dick couldn't get any fucking harder, let me tell you. Yeah, it's just fuck really? that shit, man. <laughs> Your love for Eli Roth is just boundless. You fucking just yeah, love him so much. And you know how much I love ghost hunting shows. <laughs> but, this isn't ghost hunting. This is a ghost ruined somebody's life, dude. Like somebody was like, dude, this ghost haunted my house and my fucking life was ruined. Like I couldn't pay my rent anymore. I couldn't go to work. I couldn't fuck my wife anymore. This ghost just ruined my life. And Eli Roth yeah. is going to tell the story. Yeah, it's just, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> It's like, yeah, just, I'll just you back that with, with that with that fucking hobbit of a host, Zach Baggins. <laughs> be like, oh, and then we're gonna discover where these ghosts are and hunt them down and make them apologize. <laughs> no, that's a different show. You're thinking of a different Eli Roth show. That's like the third project he's got, where they 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 have stories wrapped around the shit that's in Zach Baggins' museum, and they're like, hey, look, I have uh, Ted Bundy's eyeglasses. Now let's tell a story about fucking Ted Bundy. Like that's. That's what that story, that uh, show's going to be about. No, the, the one that Dean's talking about is a whole uh, haunted, uh, yeah, like fucking, you know, I got unemployment because my ghost fucked it up. I get tore up the sheet yeah. that I was looking for work, and now I can't get my check this week. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I know, you know you're so excited, you know, much, you, you know how much I love the bro of horror. <laughs> hey, the dude bro of horror has got a lot of projects. He still works. Important thing. All right, Dean, what do you have Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, we had talked about how back in August there was a surprise screening of Ghostbusters Afterlife at uh, CinemaCon, and uh, some of the words that uh, – some of the word surrounding that film, which is due on November 19th still – uh, that came out of that private screaming, uh, screening included it, that it was uh, heartfelt, uh, that it was nostalgia done right, that it was stupendously well-written and loyal to the original. Well, it seems that Sigourney Weaver uh, has had the opportunity to stream this film, her, of course, playing hmm. Dana Barrett in both the original and sequel, uh, and she uh, has given high marks uh, calling Ghostbusters Afterlife a glorious film. So uh, take with that what you will. Uh, we will all get the opportunity uh, November 19th uh, to see this film and then uh, see if everything they're telling us leading up to this release uh, is accurate or if it is just uh, the hype machine. 
I just so, hope at yeah, that point he's in. That's all I hope. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's why I always take those things with a grain of sand. I think I'm going to enjoy it, but at the same time, I hate it when the actors that are in the movie are like, dude, fucking amazing. Like, you guys, like, are not even ready for how fucking cool this movie is. Like, I swear to God, guys, you're going to walk out of there being like, Ghostbusters fucking what? No, Ghostbusters Afterlife, bro. That's where it's at. But, you know, okay, you know, but, you, you know, they gave you a paycheck already. You don't have to keep going. But, nah, I, yeah. I, like, well, I, I mean, I still have yet to have or hear a situation in which an actor prior to his film or her film coming out get up in, like, an official type of capacity of any way and be like, uh, you know, I know we just spent, like, the last couple of months, year or so making this film, but honestly, don't bother going to see it because it's really a waste of fucking time. The movie really sucks. You should check Everybody out. Everybody acted like you shit. Should check out. And we all did it for a paycheck. You should check out some of Bruce Willis's interviews. He's notorious oh, for doing his projects. Yeah, but he doesn't count because that fucking guy is in like a thousand movies per year at this point of his career. Like, you, you look at any of like the, if you look at like Xbox on like a monthly basis, there's like 70 mm. films that come out, let's say per month, and like 18 of them have Bruce Willis in it. And it's like, well, no, this I, old I, motherfucker I, does I more now. You, but if than you, if you, he was young. no, no, he, well, he has become sadly, unfortunately. Uh, and part of it, I think, is that no one in their right mind wants to work with him anymore. But, like, he has one that has ended up in, you know, all of those films. Like, if we were still in the video story, those would be just direct-to-fucking VHS uh, movies. Uh, you know, Stallone lingered in that land for a long time. Uh, Wesley Snipes has been in that land for a long time. Van Damme was in that land for a very long time. And Sagal has also been in that land forever. Um you know, that's where you go when, you know, they can still put you in a cheap-ass movie and make movie money with it overseas. Uh, you end up in some shitty fucking VHS fair, and that's the direction You mean like a Spaghetti Western? Bruce Who the hell watches Spaghetti Western? Have you <laughs> yeah. ever seen a Spaghetti Western? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Italian Western. Carbucci. But um, <laughs> if you go back to some of Bruce Willis's films... Uh, back even to the early 90s, he would go on late night talk shows and slag them and slag the director. Like, he was notorious for that, and I think that's part of the reason why nobody really wants to work with him anymore. Perhaps. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. The theory is sound. But, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I, I mean, after Kevin Smith <laughs> talked about him when he worked with him on that fucking Tracy Morgan movie, where he's like, dude, he made me cry. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. oh, that's super flinching. Yeah, but, but there was still that, that one <laughs> yeah. moment that he had that he went into, like, detail on the podcast. He wouldn't tell you what moment it was in the film, but he talked about, like, that particular moment that he was able to get the Bruce Willis that he was hoping to get when he hired him for Cop Out. And he's like, for that split second, for those couple of minutes, I was directing the person that I thought I hired. And, like, you know, he always gets weepy whenever he's talking about fucking anything, and I love it. <laughs> But like you can just you can just hear the pride like bubbling over in his voice as he spe- as he speaks about like this minute or two of the movie Cop Out, which is such a shit fucking movie. But uh-huh. yeah, yeah it's, it's fucking terrible. But you know, Kevin Smith did it, and he cried almost every day with Bruce Willis calling the fast talk. Why I watched like, it? It's over with. <laughs> yeah. I watched I, it for I, Tracy I Morgan and, and Kevin Smith, and uh, oh, ouch! I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Stanley Tracy Scott. Morgan, uh, flat, flat as anything in that movie. Like, you know, like that guy couldn't have saved that well, fucking film if he tried. 
He wasn't, though. Yeah. You know, like, I, wa- I wanted the Tracy Morgan that I had heard on, like, you know, plenty of talk shows where, where he's, he's had moments where he, like, spaces out and, like, you know, is just, like, off in, like, a whole other fucking world, man. Like, that shit cracks me up. <laughs> he wasn't that on, on well, a while. It hasn't been a movie that he's been in that I like. It's always the same fucking thing. It's like, I'm Tracy Morgan. And like, well, we know. We get it. <laughs> and we'll we we <laughs> I'm an actor. Like, yeah, I know. You want 30 Rock, too. We get it. Yeah, I was on 30 Rock. See the thing. Yeah, I know. I know, <laughs> Tracy. It's fun. We like to have fun things. But, you know, can you leave my house? Well, I was just with Buster Run trying to get a Coke out your fridge. Why do you guys always keep coming after my Cokes? Like, I only have five of them. Like, you know, I want to, I want to have one. Well, that's okay. That was cool to be around second. No, man. I thought it was cocaine. Why you said you had coke. That's what we came running. But we're going to take your Coca-Colas anyway. That's what we do. All right, Tracy. All right. You don't need to get loud, okay? It's like 3 in the morning. You know I was a cop out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs> All right, Dean, what's next? What do you got? Uh, finally... Uh, for you all that love horror, but also love wrestling, the time has come mm. for yep. both of your worlds to collide. Once oh again, on Netflix, uh, you will be able to take part in the interactive Netflix horror experience, Escape the Undertaker. Uh, oh, being, shit. Oh, yeah. Being billed as part saw and part elevator, uh, viewers will decide the fate of three souls making their way through The Undertaker's extreme haunted house. Uh, and you have the chance to decide their fate. Uh, escape <laughs> The Undertaker will hit Netflix on October 5th. Uh, perfect time being the Halloween season. I don't know if any of you have heard about this before. I have not. This was yeah. my first hearing about this, but I would imagine uh, some of you are quite turned on by this news. <laughs> yeah, visibly. You show them right when the film starts and the movie's over. King, we, t- we totally have to get together like one night before wrestling and try this out, man. It's like, <laughs> we oh, <can't> yeah. do- <laughs> it's like we got to get together, do this. It's like because... Uh, the the trailer dropped. It's on the Talking Terror page, um, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, you, you go on, you sit there, you do it, and then it's a quick, you know, you got to make your decision, you know, left hand or right hand, you know, what area you're gonna do, and it's uh, option of, you know, does he go off on his own or does he stay with the group? You know, does he give it to the Undertaker or does does he stay positive? Because it's about having to bring positivity <laughs> to the Undertaker. Yep, do a haunted mansion. <laughs> oh man, all he needed was a pancake and a teddy bear. Look at the Undertaker now. It's all positive. <laughs> I'm yeah, so I'm happy. Excited for it. <laughs> Thank you for bringing me my teddy bear. I'm Thank going to rest in peace. <laughs> Don't tell my brother Kane. <laughs> That's that's one of the that's one of the things that shit goes up, fucked up, and then you know Undertaker's all happy and shit like that. Then King comes in kicking in the door. What did you do to my brother? Why is he so happy? 
I can't tell you how much I've waited for this game. I just want to make cookies and watch Martha Stewart. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just, He's not evil and anymore. Fire what did you do? From the floor. <laughs> yeah. That's all Paul Bear. We're here to talk about this. Oh, but I am. Oh, he's back from the dead because we could do that. CGI. Man, oh, that, that 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 would be cool if they could work him in there somehow. You know, just you know, a, a little hologram of some kind somewhere in the haunted house. That would that would be cool. So he becomes like a force ghost, where he just wanders around with the urn. There you go. Eh, well, you don't know do. what he does. I'm just saying, you know, maybe on a, you know, as you're going through, you know, he's there and you know, just as a hologram somewhere, floating around doing doing weird shit. Who knows, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm coming to get you, Piggy. Where's your brother came? Sorry, I was too busy knitting this nice blanket for the new day to thank them for what they gave me. <laughs> Who thought how to knit? <laughs> Sorry, Jane, I'm kind of in my own place right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was knitting very well last night. <laughs> Yeah, right, it's like we've talked about it before. And yeah, it's, you know, che- cheesy 90s era VHS stuff. But, yeah, I'm excited mm-hmm. about it just for the silliness of it. Yeah. But, all right, moving on, Dave. What we got? So, moving on. After uh, this had all the horror world fucking crying in their fucking, <clears throat> fucking cornflakes all day uh, over the past few days. But uh, after the aborted failed attempt at CW to get a pilot together for a Lost Boys television show, it's been announced that Warner Brothers is fast-tracking a new Lost Boys film that is going to star Noah Jupe and Jaden Martell. Uh, There is no uh, release date, uh, but apparently Warner Brothers is putting this on the fast track. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people upset about it. A lot of people crying. You know, really upset. I mean, I don't think it's necessary. I, you know, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's going to move on without you or with you, but, you know, why not? Fuck it. Do another one. A better one. Have Tim Capello show up again without a shirt on. Just fucking playing that sax for five minutes. Beginning. I'll pay for that. All right. Also, in not, not as old of a property, uh, but another series... Uh, that is getting rebirthed, uh, and you'll get to see this on October 29th if you are a member of Paramount Plus. Uh, but Paranormal Activity is back uh, with Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. Uh, so, mm. if you are a fan of Paranormal Activity series, uh, there is another feature film uh, on the way for you if you are a subscriber to Paramount Plus. I'm not, but it can't be any worse than Ghost Dimension. I have them all on DVD. I saw them all in the theater. <laughs> yeah. It cannot be any worse than Ghost Dimension. It's got to be a little bit better. I mean, Christopher Landon is directing it, which I'm kind of excited about. Because he did, you know, Happy Death Day to Me and the sequel and Freaky. So kind of excited to see him go into this world. But, man, that Ghost Dimension movie with the fucking eyeglasses and Christmas time setting. No, it wasn't my cup of tea. Walked out of the theater not happy that day. But we'll see oh. what happens. I don't have Paramount Plus, so I have to sign up for a, a trial. They even have those anymore. You'll, you'll have other so ways to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And there's other ways. 
But there we have Baron Motivity. Moving forward. Next week. All right. What's next on the docket? Moving forward, and uh, some of you might want to drop the dough because I know that some of you out there are big fans of Bruce Campbell. And uh, yes, sir. this November, on the 12th and 13th and 14th, Bruce Campbell has announced the first Bruce Fest, which will be taking place at the Stanley Hotel uh, in Colorado. Uh, the Stanley Hotel, of course, the inspiration for The Shining. Uh, this Bruce Campbell Film Festival will feature uh, the full Evil Dead series with Q&A, uh, cocktail hours, a, murdery, a murder mystery party, uh, uh, Evil Dead photo op experiences, a scavenger hunt, a prop exhibit, uh, continuous screenings of all of your favorite Bruce Campbell films. And uh, there is three levels of pricing that come with the variation of the different things I just mentioned, including uh, a special uh, chef dinner uh, and, uh, you know, bar experience with Bruce Campbell himself. But you can get in the door uh, for a mere $300. And you can upgrade your experience if you wanted to spend $450. And you can have the ultimate Bruce Campbell Bruce Fest experience if you wanted to pony up $600. So uh, Bruce Campbell, <laughs> oh. break in it in. Uh, again, November 12th, 13th, and 14th. Uh, to press some flesh and mingle with the people. Uh, I know I'm, I'm have no doubt that uh, Bruce Campbell will probably uh, be able to sell some tickets. I'm, I'm sure. For, for one, would not spend that money for, for that experience, no. but I know that some people out there probably. Yeah, it, it yeah, must be it, nice it, to have it, that it, kind it, of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, if we had know. that kind of money, yeah, we'd absolutely fucking go, but yeah. None of us have that kind of money. <laughs> no, and it's always in some kind of like, you know, location that's far away. Then you got to pay for a plane ticket or whatever. Then, you know, on top of all that, $600. Like, oh, man. Like, I would love to just be like, hey, honey, I'm going to Bruce Fest. Oh, how much did it cost? <laughs> Only 600 <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> Dropping the bucket for Bruce. Ah, man. Well, you could spend 300 <laughs> Yeah, Well, 300 Yeah, hey, listen. I could have downgraded, but man, no, I'm treating myself. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> bucks, man. There you have it. I, I, want, the some, I want the spa experience. <laughs> yeah. If you're well, a Bruce Campbell's fan, then you know what? That's the kind of thing that you want to blow your money on, then, then that's what you do it. You know, some people, they actually just save up for these kind of things. Uh, others just oh, decide uh, to blow wads, you know, you know whatever. Yeah, well, and I'm not saying that it's obviously true. I mean, you know, yeah. people hear about it, and they're like, okay, I save up that much money, and that's fine, you know, if you have it. I'm, I'm a Bruce fan. I do not have that kind of money. I'm very poor. So even if I saved up, I'd be like, eh, still $3 short. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Put it in the bank. <laughs> Bruce knows I love him telepathically. I pray to him every night. Some people pray to God, I pray to Bruce. <laughs> Dear Bruce and your chin, I just hope you had a great day. Your biggest fan, Andy. Good night. <laughs> Dear Bruce, I know I, I wrote this to your letter the other day. You know, I just really wanted to have to tell you, sir, what I got to say. Uh, oh, shit. Not the worst fan anymore. You know, all of a sudden becomes the stand. Cue the Dido music, you know. It's been gone for a while. And I can't see at all. Dear Bruce, why aren't you answering me? Are you too good for me? You with your fucking chainsaw hand? I know where you are. I know where you live in Michigan. 
<laughs> I don't even think he knows where he's mailing these letters. He just puts them in a mailbox with a stamp that says Bruce Campbell on it. I'm pretty sure Andy doesn't know about addresses. <laughs> if my letters to Santa made it, my letters to Bruce will make it. Gotta have faith. <laughs> sure I've been looking and looking all over what? Google Maps, and I just can't find this fucking address, P.O. Box. Yeah, I just keep typing in Bruce Campbell, and it gives me nothing. What the fuck is Google Maps anyway? Not fucking helpful. Because I should just be able to type it in and be able to fucking find his house. I just want to send him these letters. Uh, the the, the one that's well. the, you can't see it because it's under a mountain, remember? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he lives on a farm somewhere in the middle of nowhere, so he, he did it yeah. the right way. <laughs> He keeps having all the deer climb all over his roof, remember? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, all those stories of those deer. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like, oh, we keep getting all these letters from this guy from Pennsylvania. I give it up, man. Like, how did he even find my address? He just wrote Bruce Campbell on it. No, the Postal Service knows. They always know. How did they know. fucking find me? <laughs> the Postal Service, they'll find you. They always know where to find you. Sitting outside yeah. right now waiting for you. <laughs> they can't even mail my bills right, man. <laughs> <laughs> but they know where Bruce Campbell's letters go. Like I said, just like with Santa Claus. You don't know where Santa Claus lives. Just no pull. Put it on there, he gets it, and then so you know you got you know, a little bicycle underneath the tree. Same thing with Bruce Campbell. You write him a letter, you don't put the address on there, and then two to three weeks later you get an autograph picture. Please stop emailing me. Well, Bruce. And then you hang it right up next to the restraining order. <laughs> in a frame. <laughs> Added in a to frame, because that means Winchester. something. <laughs> that, Bruce acknowledged me. That's that why would I got be the restraining so order frame. <laughs> Get a restraining order from Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got my autographs from Sid Haig and, you know, Bill Mosley, Joe Bob Briggs, and there's my restraining order from Bruce Campbell. Yeah, it brings the room together. How many of you fuckers could say that you got a restraining order, huh? Ultimate fan over here, boys. Restraining order. <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. All right, Dean Miles is next. What do you got? So, HBO Max is cutting their prices in half uh, <gasps> for the next six months at least, mm. uh, following uh, the announcement that they have. Uh, cut their ties uh, with Amazon Prime. Uh, so if you are uh, someone who watches HBO programming through Amazon Prime Video, that will no longer be available to you. Uh, so uh, as kind of like a consolation, HBO Max is uh, cutting their prices from 14.99 to 7.49 uh, for at least the next six months. And they said that this is uh, this promotion is valid for all. Uh, new subscribers, as well as existing customers. So uh, if you're already paying uh, monthly for HBO Max, uh, you will see the bill automatically reduced for at least the next six months. There you go, King. Right. Hey, finally the system works. Has, is there any news on that if that goes for the same if you're getting it through your cable company? Uh, well, are you paying extra for HBO Max yes. with your cable company, or are you just paying for HBO? Yes. 
No, they charge you so, like an additional, I guess, like 15 bucks or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. if you are a subscriber to uh, – I'm just asking because I don't know because I use Sling TV mm-hmm. and I have my parents' HBO Max login. Uh, so That's if what you I, pay I for HBO, so how are they right. doing it? <laughs> but what I'm saying is if you pay for HBO, you would have had to then uh, subscribe additionally to HBO Max? I, I believe so, unless I'm just paying for that person's HBO instead and just that was how they, they yeah, worded I, it to me. I, I, don't, I don't think that would be the case because aside from, like, Netflix, like, my parents don't do the streaming thing uh, mm-hmm. at all. So uh, I don't see I – I cannot – would not have guessed okay, in a million so years that given that they have HBO. HBO okay. Yeah. I'm just yeah. paying for their HBO. I'm okay, gonna, that, that's cool then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta find then I gotta find out because if it's cheaper to go the other way, that's that's gonna save me an additional fifteen bucks a month. Well, seven dollars, I guess. Well, just it, it to but, but for but for six months, then you, you can know, put towards another go. streaming service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, another one that I won't do. <laughs> and we gotta feed the monster somehow. Just dip it right back into another one. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, okay, great. All right, so what's next, uh, Dean? Uh, so, uh, so much Mistress of the Dark news. Uh, first, uh, Shudder, uh, to celebrate Elvira's 40th anniversary, uh, on this Saturday, September 25th, there's going to be a live Elvira 40th anniversary, uh, very sexy, very special special of the dark. Uh, It's going to be Elvira uh, hosting uh, four feature films over the course of the evening, including uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, House on Haunted Hill, City of the Dead, and Messiah of Evil. Uh, Similar to how the Joe Bob Briggs specials work, uh, this will go live on the 25th, but then it will be available on demand on September 27th. Uh, So some Elvira news with Shudder. And then... Uh, previously, I had talked about how Elvira was working on her autobiography. Uh, her uh, autobiography, yours truly, Elvira Memoirs of uh, Memoirs of Mystery, uh, is now available, uh, clocking it at 272 pages. Uh, Elvira, who recently celebrated her 70th birthday, uh, had a couple of uh, revelations in this. Uh, autobiography, including the fact uh, that she has come out as lesbian and has revealed she has been in a 19-year relationship with a woman, and she also mm-hmm. has accuses uh, in this in this autobiography she accuses uh, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain of sexual harassment, um, of forcing uh, oral sex on her, um, or forcing her to perform oral sex, uh, you know, back in you know, I guess like the 70s or something. So um, you know. Those are just two amongst uh, many revelations and stories. And, um, you know, if you're interested in reading more about Elvira's life, her autobiography is available now. I never understand the the forcing of oral sex, you know, especially when it's it's, it's man upon woman. I would think if you have said guy in such a vulnerable position, you know, like how do you not just simply, yeah, just, you know, fucking change that shit up. She says in her book 
I believe the quote that I saw was that given the size and strength of Wilt Chamberlain, that when his hands are around your neck, there's really nothing much that you can do. And she questions of the, you know, the common uh, bragging statement of Wilt the Stilts of how he has bedded over 20,000 women. Uh, she wonders how many women might have had the same experience. Of course, she has no evidence to anything other than her own personal experience. Um, and again, I haven't read the whole story, uh, but this is just one of the one of the things that she talks about in her autobiography. Yeah, I mean, good for her. You know, coming out after 19 years of her relationship with Teresa Wilson, but you know, fucking her girlfriend's like every day. Hey, who are you dating? Who are you going out with? Oh, I don't know, uh, somebody. <laughs> Uh, definitely not Elvira. Tell you that much. <laughs> definitely not her. <laughs> yeah, no. What uh, old Cassandra Peterson? You know. Well, what does Cassandra do? Well, you know, little this, little that. <laughs> Just uh, n- no horror hosting. I tell you that much. She is definitely not that. But anyway, uh, we're having fun. <laughs> Going to Gold's Gym and working out. <laughs> you know. But that that's I mean that's cool that she did that. Man, yeah, Teresa Peterson having to just be like, I don't know, I'm just big. I don't know what she does. She shows up and hangs out. Funny, she looks a lot like Elvira. Nope. No. Nope. Definitely no. 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 As you can see, she has red hair, and Elvira has black hair. So there you go, guys. Definitely not. Definitely not. Superman doesn't have black. Wait. That's Superman. Oh my goodness! That's just amazing. Like, I can't even tell who he is anymore. He's like the modern-day Ted Bundy. You just, he combs his hair to the side, and you're like, who the fuck is that? That's not Superman. I don't know, you but he's sexy now. <laughs> he is looking tight. What, what's up with Ted? No, 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 no. We don't. But then that wrote, <laughs> he's looking to prison twice. No. <laughs> All right, uh, Dean, so what's next? What else you got? That was the final thing that was on my list. Hmm. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, with that being said, Dean, uh, tonight it is your pick. Uh, Adam Chaplin, The Violent Avenger from 2011, directed and starring Emmanuel Dicante. Uh So why don't you get us into the plot, what your thoughts were, and we'll, we'll, we, uh, we'll talk about it. Yes. Uh, we have Adam <laughs> Chaplin, Violent Avenger. And uh, this film which was directed, I believe written and directed and starring Emmanuel de Santi, uh, hmm. takes us into some kind of post-apocalyptic, weird, strange, bizarro world uh, where his character, uh, and I don't know if you all watched the link that I sent. I apologize for the fact that the subtitles were like way off of the, the dialogue. Um, so it made it, you know, interesting trying to tell what the fuck everyone was talking about. Um, but, uh, he plays, uh, a widower who is trying to avenge the murder of his wife and is stalking across the land in search of vengeance, but also has a, uh, a, a demon or creature that, uh, comes out of a cross-shaped scar in his back to guide him in his violent quest for um, for vengeance. Uh, I guess that's a decent enough way to sum this film up. I 
found the fucking. I was looking honestly. Uh, I was looking for like a a fun palate cleanser, if you will, uh, after last week's um, horror show um, of a film. Uh, something fun, and uh, as far as the the splatter and bloodletting and gore, I, I feel like I succeeded in in that uh, in that department because there were many uh, kill scenes here that made me laugh and made me feel happy, and. Uh, you know the movie itself, obviously, you know, working in a in a, in a small budget, um, you know, uh, was nothing to write home about. But as I was thinking more about it, I, uh, a synopsis that I came up with was: I find that if in one region of uh, uh, if one region uh, of Heaven Valley, uh, which is the fictional world where this film takes place, if in one region of Heaven Valley. Uh, the crow showed up and fucked Ricky O and they had a child. And then in another region of Heaven Valley, uh, the basket case monster and Quato showed up and they fucked and had a child. And then by some miracle, the offspring of each of those copulations got together and had a child. Uh, you would have Adam Chaplin, Violent Avenger. So, um, you know, was this a great movie by any stretch of the imagination? Absolutely not. Um, but I thought that the, the violent kill scenes and bloodletting and splatter was great fun. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Ghoul, what did you think about Adam Chaplin, the violent Avenger? For the last time tonight, questo film mi ha fatto stringere lo stronzo. Compraro un magwai lo transformero in en gremlin y lo mandero in California per scopare de din nel culo per avermi fatto guadere questo. Man, F you, bro. This fucking movie blew fucking cock in every god darn way possible. Okay, the fucking movie, okay? So, so for starters, okay, I got to be where you were last week, and I apologize, but the subtitles didn't even work for me for this movie. So here I had... You had to choose English number two. I said you had to pick English number two. I did pick English number two, and it still didn't do dick on my television. So I had no fucking subtitles whatsoever. So I had to sit there watching this movie, which obviously you watch the movie and you're like, okay, you get that. It's a fucking revenge story. By way of fucking, you know, I don't know, an early 2000s fucking neo-noir fucking music video. You know, some fucking the faux metal shit that they fucking used to play. That's like an Evanescence video playing over and over and over again, you know, with just some bloody yeah. sequences every now and again. Yeah, there were some fun fucking moments. There was literally one moment in this movie that actually made me laugh. The rest of the time, I wanted to fucking swallow Drano. That's my thoughts what on this What was the film. scene that made you laugh, Ghoul? We'll get there when we get there. Or should we save it? Should we save it for the scene-by-scene scene breakdown? We should save it for the breakdown. <laughs> breakdown. Okay. How'd you feel about it, monkey? All right. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> it's my no, favorite I movie I've ever seen. It's like Fist of the North Star meets the crow. Sorry. Fuck you. I'm going there. <laughs> <laughs> this, to me, was Troma went and decided to distribute a crow knockoff 
And, but they were like, no, that's not enough. That's not enough. So we got to sit there and, okay, you got to sit there and have a crow movie. But yeah, let's sit there and let's sit there and make an anime because that's what our studio fucking does. That's what Necrostorm claims they do is that all of their shit is manga flavored. All right. Yeah, you go and check up all their movies. They claim that all of them have a manga flavor. All right. So then that's why they're going to sit there and throw some Fist of North Star shit on top of that. All right. Then they're going to throw some, you know, because the king wouldn't know that Fist of North Star shit so much. Some Street Fighter 2 shit in there. All right. But the, <laughs> then we're also going to throw some, a, a, a couple little hints of Death Note, you know, if if you will, with, you know, the whole creature cat, you know, hanging around behind your shoulder and all that kind of shit. But no, because it's trauma, no. Then what do you got to do? You got to sit there and have some bad CGI. Oh, oh, oh. And again, because it's trauma, you got to sit there and add that, ni- that 90s goofy feel. You know, you got to make it like a melt movie. All right. So you got to and throw that shit in there, too. All right? And then, to really, really piss off the monkey, you're going to have all these fucking scenes with all the fucking blood, but no, let's just sit there and really, really water down the blood. All right? So then it just looks like fucking Kool-Aid instead of actual blood all over the fucking place. If they had thickened up the blood in this movie, I would have had a lot of fun with all the stupid gore scenes that were in it. But instead, it just looked like they were just spraying Kool-Aid all over the motherfucking place. Um, yeah. It's... Just, I took it as it was, and it's just, I just was seeing just so many rip-offs of so many things throughout this entire fucking movie, and I was just like, and the fact that, like, they were just so proud of this movie and what they did, and the fact that they're working on a sequel, it's really fucking disturbing. They're currently doing crowdfunding now for a sequel to this fucking movie. Uh, that being said, I'll give it to the fucking director and, you know, the main character, because he decided to cast himself. You know, he is cut like a motherfucker, and I'll give him that. But other than that, yeah, you know, this movie was just, yeah, just all over the fucking place bad. Um, (laughs) and we'll get into it. King, what did you think of this awesome movie? Um, you know, like I, uh, when the dean brought it up, I had heard about this movie, but I didn't watch it. Like I, you know, I knew when it came out because I remember being in the video store and just kind of passing it by because it just it looked way too independent. Like there's just oh, a level the of independence. What yep, video store? Yep, they, Hollywood Video. They had a copy of it. So I remember distinctly passing it because of the inverted cross and and the weird dude with blonde hair. And I was like, wow. I'm passing that up because I'm going to rent Sleep Slumber Party Massacre for the 80th time. Like, you know, so no, I, just, I didn't bother to, to to check it out. So I picked it out for this one. And, yeah, the, the, the subtitles were okay for the one that I had and uh, missed all the Thank Italian. I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I didn't. <clears throat> and then, <clears throat> excuse me, to see uh, Adam Chaplin, uh, Emmanuel DeSanti himself, showing up. Like, he looked like a mix between Glenn Danzig back in the day and John Micklethor from Zombie Nightmare and Rock and Roll Nightmare, where it's just clearly this guy knows he's fucking hot as shit, so he's going to wear leather. Like, he doesn't know what clothes are. He just knows leather. He doesn't know khakis. He doesn't know jeans. He doesn't know T-shirts. Like, he just he doesn't know what a T-shirt <laughs> is because he can't co- – he just he doesn't want to cover himself. So the best he can do is a jacket. So, like, you invite him to a party, he's going to show up in leather pants and an open jacket because he doesn't know any better. And then you just have to say, it's okay. We understand. you got packs and you want to show them off. Um, but – it just becomes a very confusing movie because you're, it, it goes by so fast. <clears throat> Everything just fucking happens. Like, I don't even know why he was doing what he did because like, he just shows up possessed with, with, with uh, uh, Derek, the demon on his back, like the demon had said, like a little Belial from uh, an Water movie. 
or like the clowns in the spawn, which, you know, I thought was fun. But yeah, it's just, it's like he saw the crow and he was like, I want to do it, but just like a lot more violent Better. and not have it make any sense. Yeah, I just, I want to take out all like the, the, the really slow, sad plot building shit where like you show the couple together and they're having fun and like, you know, oh no, like, you know, you can't kill her. He loves her. Take all of that out and just fucking show this guy without a shirt on killing people, avenging, you know, his, his girlfriend. And then you have, you have that chaplain. Well, you, I, I don't, <laughs> you don't need it. It's like, he's just said, fuck it. This isn't about plot. This is about me blowing up people and, and, and punching people to death really, 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 really fast. <laughs> like Riccio would do, you know, that, that's what this movie's all about. And then um, we're going to have a gigantic fucking guy that's across between Dr. Satan and Jason Voorhees. <laughs> that loves to fucking bore you to death with his childhood. We get it, Jenny. Your childhood sucked. We get it. It was terrible. Your father was an ass. You loved the dog, and you got your face ripped off. I don't need to spend the next 20 minutes listening to you monologue about it because I'm, I'm falling asleep. But, no, it's, it's, the, the CGI was fucking trauma. It was blood from trauma, you know, just um, with, with no plot, with no imaginable story because, you know, I mean, am I wrong, guys, that you never really find out how he got possessed to avenge his girl? He just kind of shows up out of his inverted cross house, which is so fucking cool. He must listen to him a lot and a lot of Joy Division and a lot of synth pop uh, ministry and sit in the corner drinking wine and cigarettes to build a fucking house like that. Like, dude, we know you're the violent avenger. Look at your fucking house. What are you, yeah, fucking Batman? Like, yeah, I was going to say, he's got like the satanic bat cave. You know, and he's just totally advertising, hey, we live here. You know, the Satanists live here in case you weren't sure. You know, John Wick. <laughs> you going inside and yeah, it's, John, it's John Wick before it's John Wick. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where it, it opens with a bunch of fucking heads being blown off and then being ripped apart. And then, you know, it, 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 we're going to uh, this girl who uh, is uh, being tortured and uh, by uh, Denny, our, our villain, because she owes a debt, and then he goes into this very long fucking story about how fucking you can't owe debt. And then she's like, I swear to God, I'll pay you tomorrow. And he's like, haha, no shit. And then he fucking lights her on fire. So now we get our reason for why Adam Chaplin has to rush in. Oh, oh excuse me, sorry, I was, I was listening to the new hymn album and having a cigarette and a thought, and I need to find out who killed my girlfriend. Like, I, I, need, to just, I need to drink this protein shake really fast, and then I'm going to do some shit, okay? Like, I'm going to... Because for some reason, we also live in the hills of eyes and wrong turn world that melded together at some point because we live in this world where there's nobody fucking normal looking. Everybody's a fucking mutant. So apparently we're, we're somewhere in the middle where it's like we're right on the cusp of the hills of eyes and wrong turn. Like those two families had sex and now we have the result, which is a bunch of fake beards and a bunch of fucking dudes that just fucking hang out and go, man, what are you doing, man? Hey, what are you fucking touching, man? Like, so that, that's where we are. <laughs> that, that, that's Heavenly Valley. That's where we are in this world, where it's supposed to be like cyberpunk, but there's like five people in this world, and they're all crackheads, except for, for Adam Chaplin, who is too busy combing his hair to really want to do drugs. Like, he, he buys combs. He doesn't buy crack. Like that, that's but that's yeah. his point. Yeah, because we did have, like, the one scene where we did actually see some people in population because we have the moment where, you know, um, 
you know, they decide to walk through the rain and they do their super slow mo shit and all that kind of shit. And I didn't know if it was maybe some, you know, and you see everyone else with the umbrellas and all that kind of stuff, and you know, they're talking about how it looks horrible outside and all that kind of shit. I, and everyone's looking kind of fucked up. I didn't know possibly they're trying to sit there and maybe there is a hint that like maybe there's acid rain out there or something like that. You know, uh, yeah. again, it wasn't it wasn't really explained about the world you know, that we're in. Like, all we know is, you know, we're in this town, but they're not really giving us a time, you know, when it is or anything like that, you know, is it separated from society? You know, they didn't really give us anything about this. No, because, yeah, well, that's because Emmanuel Vicante didn't have time. Like, he was too busy just trying to write up this story about how he's fucking awesome and how his ads are sick. Like, we're going to have to look at him. So, because I, at one point I thought they were in fucking Priapit, Ukraine, because it looked like we were at Chernobyl when they're walking outside. And I was like, are, are we, are we in Chernobyl? Like, is this the way we're? No, are we in Italy? No, Happy Heavenly Valley just exists someplace where it's fucking raining all the time. And it's just, again, he saw the crow and it he can't said, rain all the time. It can't. <laughs> exactly. See, he saw the crow and he's like, you know what? We could do this. And then. To show you that I love my girlfriend, we're going to have a scene where she takes me to a cave, and I'm like, huh? Whoa. That's, like, fucking deep, man. And then you're going to be like, wow, they were so in love. Like, you know, I can't believe that she's dead. Like, I can't. (laughs) What What is she going to do now? (laughs) But then it also threw me off, though, man, because we have all these scenes of gore and, you know, intense violence in this movie, but we couldn't see them actually kiss. When it came time to, no, the, you know, the moment when they were actually supposed to kiss. The, yeah, there is like this weird cut, you know, of them not actually kissing. <laughs> yeah. It was like, for for all the weird fucked up shit that we see, you know, you can't see a mixed couple kiss. Just my no, because I don't think he likes girls. Like, I think that, that's <laughs> where he drew the line. Like, he's like, we could, we could blow up somebody's head. We could punch him to death. But you want me to do what? No. No. See, Emmanuel <laughs> Vicante... I, I, I draw the line by kissing, kissing her. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I kiss is myself in the mirror when I get up and when I go to bed at night. So we are, we are, I'm not kissing a girl. We can get close. We can get close enough. But then we have to cut because then I just have to go, you know, and just, you know, get some mouthwash because I, I don't want my lips touching. My lips are perfect. Yeah. yeah, see, yeah. she's all about it. She's looking at me. I can tell she wants to fuck. But, no, uh, I just I can't, guys. I can't. Can we just cut? Can we just cut? When you get to the kiss, and then people will just figure it out on their own. Because I have to go into I have to go into the sewers and punch a guy to death um, before I get arrested by some cops and taken in for questioning. So we have to get there. We have to get there, guys, and we are because that's what we, I like being in rooms of guys. Like I'm looking at this guy and his wrinkles, short sleeve, button down. Clearly a detective, not some 17 year old we found and paid him some money. No, he's he's gonna grill me, guys. And then I'm going to yeah, lean back I, in my chair with my ass exposed and go, no, no, anything but my chest. Just put anything but my chest. Like, you know, and it's really fun. It likes the idea of being, being handcuffed by strange men, you know, and dragged around. Can we, can we actually get more men in here? Can we get, like, more cops? Like, I know we got the one. Can we get, like, four? And then all of a sudden they're taking the shirts off because they're getting ready to beat me up because that, that's how cops do it in, in interrogations. They're all going to, like, hold me down with their shirts. And I'm going to be like, no, no, Adam Chaplin doesn't go down like this. They're going to be like, you're going to take it, sir. Like, no, that's what I want. I, I, let's, 
Yeah, less kissing of girls and more me being tortured and showing my abs. Like, I spent half the budget on grease for my chest, and we're going to use it, all of it, because I have so much. And I don't care. We're, we're just going to show it off. So while I'm being interrogated and this cop's like, tell me your name, that's when we're going to meet, like, my little friend. He's going to be like a fucking bald demon on my back. We don't need to explain it. People are going to figure it out in the end. They're just going to be like, okay, I got it. I got it. I'm all in with this little demon. That, that's on my back and, and cracking up like Bull Isle from, from Basket Case. And he's what's going to cause uh, the detective's eyes to bleed. Um, again, audience will figure it out. We're not explaining it. <laughs> we don't have time because Adam Chaplin has a superpower, which he punches really fast. <laughs> then he just, um, you know, liquefies people because that's what you do. I mean, we don't know why he can do it, but he can do it. Guys, we are paying attention. We're, 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 we're world building here with Adam Chaplin, all right? And, uh, you know, we're going to just... So just to update for the Dean, because he asked what was the part. So the part that actually made me laugh, 100% laugh out loud, was the moment in which he was going hog wild with the kicks on the cop's face before blasting him into the wall. Uh, that, that elicited a, a heavy amount of laughter out of me. And, and that was it for the rest of the movie. Yeah. That, that, no, okay, that so when we get further in, there's a, there's a question, like, I'm surprised. Like, I feel like there's one more uh, that maybe would have done it, but I'll wait till we get there because I, I will ask the question <laughs> at that particular time. Yeah. So, so then, okay, so cool. I'm taking it. You're the only one that actually knows who Fist of Star is other than me on this show. <laughs> I know what it is. I see it. <laughs> well, I've well, seen both of them. For me, for me, Fist of the North Star, I actually remember from the, the manga itself, uh, I had a friend of mine yeah. from high school who, uh, who traded me. Uh, the dean actually might know, know him as well. Um, he traded me one of these comics at some point or another. And the, the only reason why like, he sticks out so much is besides the obvious violence that was all over this comic book, people getting ripped in half and, and like, all kinds yep. of weird shit. When, when, when the person gave it to me, he was trying to sell me so hard on it that as he was like flipping through the pages, he like was... He was, like, reading, like, the sound effects, you know? So it would be almost like, oh, yeah, like, Wolverine's claws came out, snicked, you know what I mean? But, like, instead it was, like, sound effects, like, oh, yeah, look, look, he puts his finger down the middle of this guy's head, and then he rips in half, pockish. Like, what do you mean, pockish? What the fuck does that mean? You know, like, in all these other sounds throughout the course of this fucking comic, and I'm just like, yo, bro, just stop fucking telling me. I just want to take the damn book and go. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, doesn't, okay. doesn't sound but, familiar to me when I think back on. It. <laughs> All right, but yeah. yeah so it, this guy says the face was fine. But yeah. He's still asking about Denny. He's like, you know where Denny is, and the guy's clearly liquid fucking cuss right now, and he's not talking. He's like, like you know, and the, the fucking creature is like, oh blah blah blah. That's all you have to say. Well, whatever. We're gonna kill you now. And then it's like, okay, well, he just keeps slaughtered an entire police station, and now he, he's free again. So, you know, how do you stop, you know, Adam Chaplin if you're Denny? Well, you find a guy that looks like Sting from the 90s, but you paint him up like a juggalo. You give him a balloon snowcat and two butcher knives. And then you have I was thinking this was a total ripoff of Nightwolf from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I just I, 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 I just wondered why the guy looked like, like he was made out of silicone. 
Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he had a rubber face. Like, he, he didn't look like a real person. But he apparently, like, I still think it was a rubber mask, and it was just that good. Like, so they blew all their budget on Mike Carrera looking like he did. <laughs> it was just that good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, that's what we have our budget on, because then we get to the alley where he meets the two fucking crackheads, and the one guy fucking, again, looks like one of the Hills of Eyes rejects. And, oh, you fucked <laughs> in man, that's alley. not cool. <laughs> so, weird guy with the knit cap, he gets his arm uh, reversed the other way. And uh, weird, I have pubes on my face that look like a beard. Uh, he gets a uh, hatchet to the face. So, <laughs> we're showing you how badass Mike Herrera is because Mike Herrera did some shit. Because I was like, wow, they actually give this guy a backstory. Like, <laughs> One of the brothers is a question. He's like, yeah, we know you were in the army, and you did some shit that's not, a, not quite legal, and we'll blackmail you. But I was like, wow, why is Mike Carrera, the fucking juggalo of this movie, getting a backstory? Meanwhile, Adam Chaplin's walking around fucking rubbing butter all over his chest. What is his story? <laughs> like, was he a musician? Was he a fucking thickness? Yeah, like, how, what is butter. this character? But we don't get it. We get more backstory about the fucking villain than we do about Adam Chaplin, because now Mike Carrera is tasked by the brothers – uh, ben and Derek to just go fucking kill him because we'll, we'll blackmail your ass. And he's like, well, I mean, sounds pretty cool, I guess. I mean, you know, since you asked me so nicely, I guess I'll go to the fucking inverted cross house and kill Adam Chaplin because I don't know where he's hiding, but it's definitely not in that inverted cross house. <laughs> yeah, definitely not the one that they set on fire. <laughs> no, not that one. No, he, he's moved on. No, he, he's living underground and, you know, in the Adam Chaplin cave with the Chaplin computer and the Chaplin rang. Uh, you know, yeah, he's, he's building up his weaponry. <laughs> but then you find out that, that Denny is also like a med scientist for some reason, and he just likes to fuck around with people's heads because there's this uh, neurocrill number three that he injects into people and brings it back to life. I'm like, okay, again, why are we not talking about this? Like, I don't want to hear a story about how your fucking dog got it and fucking then, you know, your dad made you shoot it. Like, tell me more about this reanimator fucking drug for a minute. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I want to hear about that story. I don't want to hear about your fucking bad childhood and why you look like a weird Jason Voorhees mask that you get Dollar Tree. <laughs> yeah, so much backstory spent on this dude, man, and his fucked up childhood. Yeah, man. Again, we can't explain anyone else in the fucking story. All we know is, you know, Dog fucked his shit up. Dad, dad made him kill him with his bare hands, you know. And it's just, uh, yeah. This is this is the backstory you came up with for this big ass Doctor Satan ripoff. This happened in the yeah. movie. Yes, it did. Yeah, like, it honestly, did. No, yeah, my yeah. brain shut off yeah. at some point. So like, I whatever it is, Great, like, this must have been that part. Well, no, again, I didn't have any fucking dialogue. So if all of this had to do with, like, dialogue, it's, guess who didn't get any of it? Me, because I don't understand Italian. <laughs> because he fully had to explain why his face is all fucked up. So that's why he looks like a weird bane that you would get at Dollar Tree. Like, you know, because he's got all these fucking tunes and shows it. that he was talking oh. to the, he was talking to the dude with the fucking the makeup on. And at some point, he takes the mask off, and the guy starts, like, dry heaving and shit. But, you know, like, that, that's about all I remember. Yeah, before yeah that, because that's, that's, what's, that's what's left of his face, you know, after the, his uh, dog, you know, when he was a child, ripped his face apart. And uh, he had to, keep, you know, keep taking... It's a metaphor. 
Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's a metaphor for something, but it's the whole story because he has to explain how he brought the homeless guy back to life. So he has this neurocrural number three that he uses. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot like Randy Quaid <laughs> Yeah, it's like a lot like a, a, a cheap version of Randy Quaid from Freak, where he has this fucking toxin that can fucking make you a freak. I don't know how it works. He doesn't explain it, but it does. It brings you back to life and, and you know, just go out there and, and kill uh, this Adam Chapel, and he's like, well, you killed his girlfriend because she owed a debt. He's like, I always get my debts. And he's like, well, please don't spare us a story about how you found out about how you owe people debt. Like, I don't know. Like, he just, he loved to fucking talk. You know, less is more, sir. Like, your sons don't talk as much. Like, the, the freaky, you know, uh, Joey Polito that was, like, showing up with his weird face. You know, Mike Herrera. Like, oh, yeah, enough of this guy, too. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, he just it just it, it didn't make any sense, but we had to have that backstory about why he has this, why he just fucks around with people's faces and he's like a mad scientist that calms him down for some reason. Like he's like, when I get really mad, I just fucking start experimenting on people. It's like, okay, Doctor Satan. <laughs> yeah, you know we just we, then, we need more of Adam Chaplin walking around with that leather jacket on and the little uh, thing. So we do get a scene with him and his girlfriend where you know she comes back and she's all fucking burnt and shit. And, uh, you know, then she's like, oh, you know, give me a kiss. And he's like, sure, no problem, babe. And then just as she goes in for the kiss, she burns him with this fucking cross on his back. And he's like, oh, he's still not kissing her. Still not, there's still no kiss. <laughs> he, he, would rather, now she's <laughs> he would rather be branded for life than to kiss her. <laughs> yeah, she's branded him, like, fucking through the leather jacket for some reason. Like, that worked. So now his, his back is permanently branded with this inverted cross. That he left at one crime scene. So that's like, you know, okay, well, all right. So you're leaving a symbol at, at exactly one crime scene. Because you destroyed all the police, so now you can't really have any more scenes where the police are like, who could be doing this? Like, no, they figured it out pretty quick. And then you killed them all. <laughs> we are without the, the police. <laughs> so you're taking, I was like, why is this movie not like an hour long? Like, I feel like this is like a short movie. But for some reason, it's just it's an hour 24. And I reached that 40 minute mark, and I was like, wow, there's a lot of time left. And I feel like we're wrapping it up. <laughs> like, when, when, yeah. like, when the juggle Mike Herrera gets to fucking uh, Denny, I'm like, okay, this is like the third act. But why is there so much time left? Like, I feel like this is like it's the third Just a mark. juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to go to the gathering of the juggalo. So he's got to kill this guy, then go. And he's got to pack up the Fago, you know, because he's ready. He's got the, the hacker men to do that too, but no. So, the hacker uh, the Fago, that's that's messed up. The Fago, the soda that the, the juggalos drink that the ICP is always talking about. Fago, uh, you know, it's the I don't Detroit know. You can find I, it in, anywhere. I am not up on anything to do with ICP in any way, and I have zero interest. You are in? nope. I went hard with, with them back in the nineties when they first came out. I fucking was in love with ICP. I thought it was great. I just liked that they just talked about fucking killing and serial killer movies, and, you know, I just loved it. And then they were in the WWF for a little while with the oddities, you know, going out under the ring with them, and then WCW with Vampiro. So, yeah, I had a moment where I thought the ICP was pretty fucking cool. And then I graduated so, high King school, and I was kind of out of this. Yeah. When you had your moment when you thought that ICP was pretty cool, uh, did you prefer yeah. Violent J or the stylings of Shaggy to Dope? Which of the ICP was your preferred ICP? Yeah, I was a Violent J guy. 
you know, growing up. Because he was a fat guy, I was a fat guy. You know, I kind of was like, you know what, I can get behind this, you know? His, his would you have counted challenge. him as, would you have counted him as a role model? No, no. I would not uh, consider Violent J a role model. Although I thought it would was pretty clever because back in the day, uh, they had their, their CDs and they used to come with Joker cards and shit like that. Uh, and it was all about the Dark Carnival. And then when they released their final album, we're like, we're going to reveal the big secret behind the Dark Carnival. And it was all about loving Jesus Christ and God. And I was like, wow, okay. So, the last album was like, yeah, we, uh, we owe it all to Jesus, the big man. If you did not look at Violent J as a role model, did you ever consider him to be a sex symbol? Uh, <laughs> no, but a lot of very overweight-looking people that grew up in trailer parks, quite like myself, uh, were very into him. They, they found him quite sexy. Uh, with his dreadlocks back in the 90s when he first came out and then cut it short and then went blonde for a while. I mean, yeah, there were a, a lot now, of women that uh, loved him. Over the course of your time as, as a close follower of ICP and a fan mm-hmm. of Violent J, was there ever a time when Shaggy Too Dope uh, presented some lyrics or material uh, that you thought surpassed Violent J that caused you to maybe one day consider thinking about switching your loyalties? Great question, and I'll be glad to answer that. No, at no point was I ever a shaggy two-dub loyalist. No, I was a Violent J guy through and through. Uh, just I love the way that he would rap, and I love his look. And, you know, like I said, big guys got to stick together. You know, shaggy two-dub is now, skinny. You know, he worked out a lot, you know. He was too there are, for the girls. You know? There are many, many, many fans of the band Kiss, and they call themselves the Kiss Army. And when they gather and see Kiss, they often put Kiss makeup on themselves. Was there ever a time when you were sitting around hanging out and you put ICP makeup on yourself? Uh, for Halloween, yeah. Yeah, when I was in high school. Junior year. Me and my friend dressed up like Jay and uh, Violent Jay and Chucky Tuta. But then again, there was like and you went 20 to, other you people. you went to school like this, or was this for trick-or-treating? No, this is for junior high. Just fucking, I mean, not junior high, uh, junior high school. Yeah, I, I dressed up like that. Uh, my friend did too, and there was a lot of other people doing the exact same thing. So I felt I felt kind of bad. You know, I thought we were gonna be original, and be cool as shit. Just did, like uh, these guys. Did you guys. ever go? Did you ever go to the gathering of the Juggalos? Three times. Yeah. Did you really? What? Oh yeah, yeah. I've been to three of them. What? What? You've really been to three time? gathering of the Juggalos? Really? For real? Like you really went to gathering mm-hmm. of the Juggalos? All right, so this is opening a whole new world of questions. Uh, So uh, (laughs) if you went to three gatherings of the Juggalos, and I've read uh, many, many fascinating accounts of people's experiences there, uh, what would you call, like, the most interesting thing that you have seen at a gathering of the Juggalos? Um, I mean, do you want to talk about the people doing crack, you know, during one of the sets of of, uh, Boy's Dead Homie? Uh, Look, I, I follow lots of drug bands. Ain't nothing I've never seen before. But have you ever seen any of like no. the weird behavior with like the uh, like cages hanging from the trees, with like women <laughs> having spitting matches on each other, or any any behavior such as that? Oh yeah, I saw that. There was plenty of that. I mean, it was all very very plus size women uh, in uh, face paint, much like the juggalos do, uh, ripping their tops off and fighting. Um, a lot of the guys picking up stop signs and smacking them in the back, you know, and kind of seeing who could stand up the longest. A lot of trash cans being set on fire and thrown around. Uh, ATV Did you ever driving around while they were drunk Was there out. ever any, yeah. any developing or fledging romance that you found at a gathering of the Juggalos? Uh, me personally, no. 
because uh, I, I wasn't there for the romance. I was there for the music. But, uh, you know, I wasn't exactly seeking out the, the juggalettes because they scared me, quite honestly. Uh, they, they, they were terrifying uh, because there is nothing that they wouldn't do. I mean, I watched two women have a kick me in the vagina contest at the last one I went to. Yeah, these, these, this is what I'm talking about, and this is what I want to hear about, these weird behaviors that yeah. I hear go on at, at, at Gathering of the Jungle. Yeah, so you just have to uh, let out the warning cry of whoop, whoop when you go to show that you're family, and then you're right in there, man. You know, you just you show up with a fago, and, you know, you have a good time, but then you get to see the Jerry Springer side of things, right? Like the shaggy and vagina-hitting goddess. <laughs> shaggy, too dope, and violent Jay, did you ever get the opportunity to meet one of them and have a photo opportunity? Uh, meet them? No, I didn't. Uh, I got to be right up front, though, when they went on stage. So I never got a chance to meet any of them. I never stayed so late where I could actually stay and, and meet them because at a certain point, you just want to get out of there because you're just covered in fago and you smell like weed and alcohol and you just kind of want to go home and shower and, and just be like, you know, I had a fun time. I can't <laughs> remember uh, which, which of the two members recently announced heart trouble. Was it Violent J or was it Shaggy Tudor? Oh, it was Violent J. It was, it was Violent J. Right. Yep. So, uh, given this announcement, did it make you feel a sense of nostalgia and a wanting to get back out there and see an ICP show once again? No, because I had already been to three of them. So, uh, I'm 37. I couldn't hang out with those people anymore. I'd be, I'd be tired by the time you know ICP finally took the stage. But there's so many groups and so many things that happen before they come on stage that yeah, I'd, I'd be checking out. So. I'd be in the car napping, you know, trying to recharge my batteries for round two. <laughs> you know, when I go back out there for when Violent J and Shaggy hit the stage, you know, for their hits like What is a Juggalo and the Nedden Game and the Great Malenko, you know, all the hits. Because that's all they do. They all play the hits. We don't want to hear the new shit. Malenko? The, new shit. the Great Malenko. That was the third, the third Joker's card. Possibly their best album. Even though I think Little Box is better. Great Malenko, big hit. Then the, the Amazing Jekyll Brothers came out after that. That was, a, that was a big one. That was all in all the stores because that's when they were in the WWF and they were representing the oddities who then Vampiro on WCW. So, yeah, the Amazing Jekyll Brothers was a, a big one for them because they were on the island in the, at the time. So. I remember I them with ask, WCW. In, <clears throat> in, in the Winchester... Uh, are there Violent Jane, Shaggy, Two Dope figurines on display for decoration? No, because I got rid of those after high school. But I did have Violent Jane and Shaggy, Two Dope action figures, along with a couple posters. I had their biography beneath the paint, the story of ICP. What a great story that was. Just, you know, two down-in-the-luck white boys in Detroit trying to make it happen. Do you think it would make for a feature biopic? No, but they do have movies. You can watch Big Money Hustlers or Big Money Rustlers, or their Juggalo Championship Wrestling. You don't think that there should wrestling. be a, a, a biopic uh, chronicling the rise of ICP, uh, pl- like played by actors? Uh, maybe. I just think it would be a boring story because it's not that interesting. They were just kind of kids that grew up in a trailer park and put on some face paint one day and started rapping. So it's not quite as uh, thrilling as Eight Mile, the Eminem story. I mean, that was Eight, that was yeah. eight Mile. Do you, if there was yeah. going to be a, a, a ICP biopic, do you have actors picked out that could, could, could substantially play either of these roles? Uh, Nicholas Cage in both roles. 
I think he can do it. Nicholas Cage <laughs> plays I plays Shaggy Too Dope and Violent J. They could do it. We have the technology. Does he I'd play like them? To see him play both. Do they do that? Do they do the cinematic like split screen magic, or does he play both roles at once, uh, doing all of the dialogue? See, I think he could just do that. I think he just you just let him go. You know, he's method. So you don't want to mess around too much with the screen. You know, he has half have of his face painted with uh, Violent J's makeup and the other half painted with Shaggy Two Dope's makeup. I think he would have to. Yeah, and then have Martin Scorsese direct it. Only way. Brilliant film, Marty. But no, in all honesty, But so no, that that I did have an illustrious career with uh, ICP at one point, but that that juggalo bus has long since sailed. I'm not. You know, I don't listen to them anymore. But days gone by. I used to crank them driving in my early days. Thinking that I was cool. All right, well, I'm, I'm, then I, I hope that you felt uh, a twinge of nostalgia uh, to take this trip down, remember, this brief trip down memory lane in the middle of our talking terrors. <laughs> I did. You know, it, it's fun to talk about those days when I was just a complete asshole that just wanted to listen to fucking ICP thinking I was cool as shit. Yeah, but that was also when I was listening to Guar a lot. So I went to a bunch of guar shows when they were in Jersey. So yeah, I was all over the place. I just like my bands to be fucking makeup up and costumes and spitting blood and pus and, you know, urine at me. Fun times. You know, they don't do that anymore. It sounds like great fun. Yeah, you've never been to a guar show. Or an ICP show. Yeah, you don't know like, what Yeah, you don't know until you sit there and get the goat's blood on you. <laughs> no, you don't. Or when, you know, when Odors used to take out his gigantic cock and spray with blood. You had to be in the front row. Oh. That was a front row special. It's like being, it's like being in yeah. the splash zone at SeaWorld. Yeah, absolutely. It was, We're it was at a Gallagher fun. show. Yep. Yeah, but he's the innovator. Gallagher's the guy that started it. So, I mean, Guar and, you know, ICP, any band that does that, they owe a lot to, to Gallagher. You know, he sets the pace. He's like, listen, guys, I could smash a watermelon on stage and be like, fuck yeah. Everybody's going to get fucking just disgustingly wet and shit. You know, then Guar's like, fuck yeah, dude, we can just be like Gallagher, except we'll be fucking aliens from Scum Doggy. We'll be fucking killer. And then ICP's like, we could be a bunch of people from fucking Detroit who like to get painted up and kill people with hatches. All about how you think You just got to be, you got to get there first. <laughs> Innovators. Trailblazers. You know, I mean, there was yeah. Kiss in the 70s, but Kiss just wanted to get laid. You know, they you sure they put on good shows, but you know they, you know Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, they just they just wanted to fuck around. They didn't care too much about the, the art. Unless you saw their show where they did God of Thunder, and of course Gene Simmons had to get on the strings and be raised up into the air and be like, nah, with a fucking tongue. The only good part of the show. I've seen Kiss multiple times, and yeah, that's the only part of the show. And it's like you don't need to see the rest. Just stay for God of Thunder and leave. Like you know, you don't need to see anything else. Because then they get into Psycho Circus shit, and no, they were competing with ICP at the time. Didn't work. Or, you know, lick it up when they took their face paint off, and it's like, oh, my God. Put the, put, put oh, God. Put the face paint on. It's one of the on. worst videos oh, I've ever seen Lord. in my entire life. Well, I mean, or Love Gun, where you just talk about his dick the entire time. It's like, all right, I get you. Just keep the makeup on. <laughs> you all look like a bunch of Estelle up there when you take the makeup off. <laughs> so, anyway, back into 
Adam Chaplin, the, the, the exciting conclusion to Adam Chaplin, because this is where uh, Mike Carrera, the titular juggalo of this movie, goes to the inverted <laughs> Foss house, and he's like, all right, now it's time to fucking grab my hatchet and listen to my ICP and go in there and kill Adam Chaplin. But uh, no, it doesn't quite happen that way. Like, he's like the fucking worst guy in the world. He could chop somebody in half with a fucking cleaver. But he meets Adam Chaplin Never the first time. Like, hey, man. <laughs> hey, Adam. So, anyway, uh, I was supposed to kill you. But, um, you know, let's, like, team up. It's like, fucking take down Denny, man. We can do it. Like, you <laughs> don't have to kill me. I think we can totally be friends. Mm, no, I already got a friend. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I have somebody that can help me with that. And he's like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm talking about like a real friend. Like, I could, you know, massage you for a little bit, maybe. And then, you know, if you feel like it, you could do me. I mean, I, I know, I'm getting vibes, Adam. I'm getting vibes that you kind of are getting what I'm throwing out. Like, are you picking up what I'm throwing down? Like, we should definitely take our shirts off and rub chests. Just once. Let's see how it feels. Like, I'm not saying you have to be a thing, Adam. I'm just saying just one time. Like, let's play some mistakes. Like, you see, and because they were connected mentally, Derek could tell that that Adam was just starting to think about it. He was like, no, 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 hurry up, kill him, kill him, kill him. <laughs> stop thinking those thoughts. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Yeah, because there was a point where, you know, all of a sudden he was like, hey, you know what? I, you know what? I've been killing people for so long I forgot to think about me. You know, and I need to put me first for once, Demon. Like, just give me a second. Just close your eyes and just start humming a song. We'll be done in, like, five minutes. Like, dude, I have not come in, like, three years. Like, every time my girlfriend would be like, I want sex, I'd be like, oh, no, I, I think the dog's showing. Here you go, I thought. So, no, I'm good. I, just, I need to get off. <laughs> but instead of having, like, a really nice, like, little sex romp, no, he, he ends up punching uh, Mike Carrera's face in. Uh, and that's, again, where I laughed because I was like, holy shit, what's this fucking multiple punching shit? Where he punched the makeup off his face, and then all of a sudden his face is just nothing but a bloody lump. And Mike Carrera couldn't get the job Because it's a ripoff of the Fist of the North Star, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And, and Ricky O, too, because I kept thinking about Ricky O for some reason. I know about Fist of but yeah, Ricky O could come to mind. But, so Mike Carrera's body, like, it's thrown out of the window, but it's like the worst fucking CGI I've ever seen. Like, you couldn't throw a dummy out of a window. Even now it would have been more believable. <laughs> weird, like, fucking Radiohead, okay, Android fucking animation that's going on as you throw him out of the building on top of the car. Where they're like, oh, I guess he's dead. I guess he didn't do the job. It's artistic. Okay. But for some reason, the one brother doesn't have eyes, but he could, like, pull the fucking eye socket and be like, oh, man, I'm tired. So they, okay, he's the one that fucking runs away, and Derek's like, oh, no, wait, I, I'm going to drive away. Wait, I don't want to get fucking beaten up by Adam. Come back, man. <laughs> yeah. And then the next time you see that brother, he's being put onto a fucking pole, and oh, it's like 1990s so, graphics yeah, from a just, video game. Just, just stop right there for a sec. Because uh, this is what I wanted to ask the ghoul. When he impales that dude in the pole, and then he's holding up on the pole, and he fucking slams the pole on the ground and causes the dude to slide down, and the pole pops out of his fucking shoulder, and he's, like, like waving back and forth and screaming like a fucking maniac, and blood and guts is flying fucking everywhere. Like, you didn't think that was fucking funny? Honestly, by that point, dude, I was so checked out of this movie 
that like I just I just wanted it to fucking end. Like <laughs> serious. Like again, you know the the lack of any understanding other than just knowing that he was trying to avenge his wife and not getting any of the details of all these characters having this dialogue and this fucking weird thing on this guy's shoulder and, like, all this other shit. Like, the only reason I knew that that was a fucking demon was because, like, I ended up, like, looking up something online at some point or another to find out something else. And it was like, oh, yeah, he makes a deal with the demon to fucking have these powers. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So I barely even remember this part that you're talking about. I might order this movie on DVD. I can get it from Amazon. Oh, here we go. And uh, don't just so that I, I I can maybe get a translation and actually at least understand what the fuck it is that I watched. I probably won't. <laughs> I'm just saying it at the moment for the show. But you know, I might. Yeah. I might just for shits and giggles. Well, just so you know, just so you know, if you wanted to, to double dip, uh, you can check out the Necrostorm production. Uh, website where Adam Chaplin 2 is available on DVD as well. No, not yet. Oh, I guess uh, I got the crowdfunding. That, that, that is part of the crowdfunding. They are, uh, that is only 25% shot. They are still making the movie, but that's all pre-ordered for, for, as oh, part of a crowdfunding campaign. I'll wait for the two-pack. That's what I'll do. <laughs> wait for the special edition. Yeah, that's what yeah, you do. Absolutely. That's what you I'll do. I'll wait for the Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> yeah. We'll wait for Zack Snyder cut. great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good God. <laughs> so was my mood after watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he slams the one brother on the pole, and then the other brother, Derek, is running back to Denny, and he's like, oh, yeah, so the thing is, uh, my brother... He, he he stayed and he's just like he's hanging out. He's like, "What? Well, your brother wouldn't do that." And he's like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, he would." So, uh, well, whether his brother's brother. dead or not, we got to go over and uh, kill him because they're brothers, uh, Ben and Derek. So they decide to go running over to the inverted cross house to have their final confrontation. I love the fact that the brother is still on the pole and he's still going. Now <laughs> he's still alive, hanging on the pole while. Adam talks to the demon, and yeah, they had their kind of little heart to heart where they, the, you thought they were going to kiss, but they didn't. Instead, they just, you know, hung out. <laughs> and yeah, and you know, pretty much demon's like, yeah, let's do it, man. Your time has come. It's time for you to get vengeance. <laughs> let's do this fucking shit. <laughs> we're going to go Super Saiyan now, and you're going to have all the fucking powers you fucking want. You're going to be super fast. Super fucking vulnerable, except the bullets. Apparently, he has to dodge bullets. But everything else, you know, he, even though he has like weird ass telekinesis powers and psychic, you know, psychic powers to make people bleed through the eyes and all this shit that you're gonna fucking see on this rooftop battle, you know, he still has to dodge bullets. He, he you know, he's not quite Neo in this movie. Well, no, hey, look, but Neo has to dodge bullets too moment. in the first Matrix. <laughs> But you have the weird moment right before that all happens where he's talking to the demon, and he's like, oh, I don't have a name. And he's like, well, I'll give you a name. You're Derek now. And he's like, cool. And then the fucking shooting happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know, look out for Derek, you know, because he can make fucking faces melt and shit like that, but he's kind of useless in his battle. I mean, we just saw him melt a homeless guy just by looking at him. And this fight says, no, it's all running around and doing a lot of somersaults and, and shooting. 
But, you know, Adam just not going to take a hit. He's just going to keep on punching people and, and hitting people and just, you know, doing it over and over again until he reaches Denny, the final boss, who, depending on what you're looking at, he changes sizes from, like, oh, my God, yeah. he's, like, 10 feet tall to, like, he's now 5 feet tall. They couldn't quite figure out how tall they wanted him to be. So they just, depending on what scene you're watching, it's just, oh, my God. Just, I was like, pick a fucking height. <laughs> Stick with it. Indeed. Yeah, because that's another that's another thing that they ripped off of Fist of North Star is that they constantly changed the size of the bad guy, you know, throughout the same fucking shot. You know, so but again, that's just the film. Star. Star. No, it doesn't. It's a... <laughs> it just wasn't making me laugh because it's like, okay, now he's ten feet tall when he's facing him, and then he, he's back down again. So it's like, well, how do you defeat somebody like Denny? Like he's, he's you know, he's impenetrable, you know? He can't, uh, you know, you could shoot him, and he's just still going to come back at you. But, no, I'll, I'll do the Bane thing, and I'll rip out his fucking dupes. So then all of a sudden he's like, oh, man. Like, you know, not my only weakness that's clearly on my head that you could pull out at any time during this fight. No, not the dudes. <laughs> and that causes him to be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm losing all my guts now. Like, look, you can see my, my rib cage, and look, there's my intestines, and oh, no. Oh no! This now can I reminisce about the dog one more time, real quick, before you kill me? I <laughs> oh, fuck's sake! Story, Adam. It's like, like wow! It's like then you find out he didn't even have the guts to kill the dog. His dad had to kill the dog, you know. And yeah, it's just oh, you know, I was just you know, I was I couldn't do it. Oh, I couldn't actually shoot him. He's like, oh. yeah. And then <laughs> that's why you could never defeat me. You couldn't even, you but know, because we... The flashback showing but, happened. Like, we couldn't just take his word for it. Yeah. Uh, I, again, <laughs> it's like, I guess they spent all this money, uh, you know, on this footage, and they weren't going to let it go. And they're like, we're, we're going to use everything that we fucking shot. We're not scrapping anything. <laughs> no celluloid no, is being is unused. Nothing gets cut. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was cut on the floor, because especially if it was a scene of Adam where he gets to show off his pecs. He's like, that's definitely not getting cut. We are not <laughs> cutting the scene where I shower for 10 minutes and just rub my fucking pecs and just lean back in the shower water going, oh, yeah. We need that in the movie. It's just for the story. They need to know We're that Adam is a shower. <laughs> and Adam is, is just, just a rock-solid dude. That's what we have to have. But no, with that uh, whole flashback, then he's like, oh, please, dear God, uh, you know, let me have this moment. He's like, there is no job where you're going to and it's like ah oh, then yeah he punches him to death. <laughs> you know Adam found something he liked and he stuck to it so I give him that much like he just he has fun <laughs> using his legs and using his feet and using his hands to kill people so he just has to, let's just you know get the the 32x combo and punch uh, Denny to death that's what you do <laughs> and everything yeah, is done but... you know his, his head popped off like a rock and fucking robot <laughs> but then the deal is done, and Derek comes out and goes, "All right, now it's time for you. Now, now it's time for you to pay your debt." And yeah, so he has to, you know, give his soul over to the demon. And I guess somehow, you know, this combined with the powers that he's given him is somehow now the end of the world. You know, and bringing about the the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, it brings about the apocalypse. And it's it's like uh, you know it's it's uh, you know Adam Chaplin the 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 rock star of the weather and then you meet Adam Chaplin the more sensible uh, weather guy 
because that's who, who sucks the, the black smoke out of uh, Adam and then sends him to wherever he's going to go. Um, but then it's going to bring about the apocalypse. Well, we don't have a scene in, uh, I'm guessing, heaven, because he's a good guy, um, with, with his girlfriend. There's no, there's no reuniting there. Again, I think he was uncomfortable about shooting any scenes to show him as a romantic with a female. Reunited feels so good. <laughs> but, you know, all the, all the stuff that the crow did right, all the stuff that Eric Draven did right in that movie where he's just a fucking brooding guy that listens to fucking too many nine-inch nails. At least there was a story about love in there. Like, yeah, I, I love my girlfriend. I'm fucking bummed that she's not here anymore. So I'm going to kill everybody that had to leave with her as death in mind. Adam Chaplin is just a, a shirtless fucking monster of a dude just killing people and going, I don't like the fucking touch girls. Like, I would much rather punch a dude's face in. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely yeah, would much rather touch the guys than the girls. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and like the monkey said, that's basically it. You know, he, he, he kills Denny, then he goes to the afterlife, and then the end of the world happens because the world can't continue if Adam Chaplin isn't walking around with a fucking shirt off. So it's like, oh, I guess this is Adam Chaplin part two. This is what we're leading towards. You know, they're, they're going to explain Mother. why the world couldn't continue without Adam Chaplin being in it. Mother is yeah, the name of God yeah. on the lips and hearts of little children. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to find anything that glorious in this movie. Um, but nope. yeah, that's, that's Adam Chaplin in a nutshell, I, I think. Uh, you know, we make comparisons to, to Fist of the North Star and Riccio, which are two better movies. The Crow, watch The Crow. <laughs> you know? But if you're looking for a fun time that, and you don't like plot and you don't really care, then, yeah, Adam Chaplin's the way to go because it's got a lot of blood, a lot of gore. It won an award for, have, uh, an award for having most blood. <laughs> uh, or just go watch The Toxic Avenger. <laughs> Much better movie. Because again, yeah. So, uh, again, yeah. They, they sit there and they're so proud of all of the blood that was in it. It wasn't screen blood. It was fucking Kool Aid. All right, it was Kool Aid. It wasn't yeah. blood. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it, Put it some sugar in it. <laughs> well, that's what they had to have at craft services. They're like, we made all this Kool Aid. We're gonna have to use some for the blood, and the rest of it's gonna be for lunch. And don't mind Adam when he lays on the table where all our food is, and he just lays out and tans. We don't interrupt the director's process. We just go with it. He's a director. We're just acting in it. But um, so yeah. So that, that's uh, so. All right. So next week it is my pick, and we're going to be heralding in October our favorite month here on the show, getting ready Woo-hoo! for Halloween coming up. So I didn't want to go indie because of this, and, and, and I didn't want to go too silly. Uh, I always say I'm going to go silly, then I don't. Um, and I definitely didn't want to after this one because I didn't want to destroy the ghoul's mind. Uh, I, just, I don't think he could handle, you know, another uh, silly horror film. So I looked it up on our, our, our season sheets. I looked it up in every chat we've ever had. We've talked about this movie, but never fully gave oh. us the talking to our treatment. So next week we're going to be talking about the 1978 remake, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, directed by Phil Kaufman. Which is on two oh, and show yeah. if you want to follow along at home. Is this the one so, yeah, so uh, Donald started. Sutherland? Yes it is. Yep. And Jeff Goldblum and Brooke cool. Adams and yeah, John Siegel. Yeah, Leonard Demoy. So yeah, we're gonna be talking about the remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers in seventy eight. So stay tuned for that as we kick off Very our, our season of uh, Yeah. For me too. Um, so we're gonna be talking about that next week. I'm very excited about it because again We've kind of briefly hinted about it on the show and talked about it, but never fully gave it a uh, full discussion. So stay tuned next week for that film. So as always, 
Dean. It was a great power cleanser, Adam Chaplin. Thank you so much, and we'll see you back here next week for a great, the body a fine, a fine palate cleanser. Cow. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. Actually, it was just silly enough um, to just cover up that taste from the previous week, literally. Um, but thank you so much, and we'll see you back here next week. Monkey, again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you back here for Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror, everyone. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right. And go on your head and uh, sign yourself out. Stai spaventato a tutti. Stai spaventato a tutti. <laughs> wow. Keep this up. I'm going to have to call Dario Argento and be like, hey, I got your man for the next show. <laughs> Just to keep that pace. <laughs> well, as always, I'm your old pal, the King R, Andy G, saying thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. Hail thank Satan, you so hail yourselves, hail Odorous. Keep America strong, watch horror movies. Until next week, we meet for Invasion of the Body Snatchers.